What did we learn about the Cleveland Guardians on Thursday evening? Well, we learned that Mother Nature continues to hate Cleveland. And we learned that despite making some bullpen moves, the Cleveland Guardians bullpen is not getting any help. You are Locked On Guardians. Your daily podcast on the Cleveland Guardians. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Swing for the fences on Sleeper Picks, and you could win 100 times your money. Download the Sleeper app, use the code Locked On, and you'll get a $100 match in your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details currently operational in 30 states. Uh, today, we have no baseball because the, the weather worked against Cleveland. I will say it is nowhere near as much as the weather worked against them a year ago. That is my one takeaway. Last year was ridiculous. Uh, we have a bunch of roster moves to get into. This is a, a team that is really scraping the bottom of the roster barrel. Uh, they're going to need someone else tomorrow, and we don't even know for sure you know, who that's going to be. We'll, we'll debate that. We'll talk about the roster moves. Uh, which way do you want to lead into first? Roster moves, roster debate, just shutting it all down and giving everyone a two-minute podcast? It was a good one. Everybody have a good weekend. Enjoy the enjoy the. The Hall of Fame ceremony. We talked about the Hall of Fame ceremony on Saturday for the Guardians, too, or the Indians. It will be. Uh, did you see Tim Anderson's apology? I thought that was pretty weak. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no one, I, I would, I hold, I would never disrespect baseball. It was, it was never so disrespect weird. baseball. And then said, I won't say what the Guardian, the Guardians yes, players. Yeah, very, very yeah, definitely, it definitely sounded like he was very sincere in that apology. Yeah. Jose Ramirez goes out and says, I, I've tried to apologize to Tim Anderson and, I've, you know, I've reached out and tried to talk to him and Tim Anderson's like, blah, blah, blah. I apologize to my team. And it sounds like my team's for his team's forcing him to apologize. And uh, he's completely blaming the guardians, even though he takes responsibility for his own actions. So something like a guy who's really remorseful and, and is definitely taking responsibility for his own actions. Uh, I also heard some, some rumors about what was said and it includes things that you can't say on this podcast, but I don't believe Tim Anderson for a minute. And I think Tim Anderson is going to be playing for the Washington Nationals next year or something. So good for him. Good He's for still him. got another year left on his contract. No, he doesn't. Doesn't he? They have a they have a team option and they yeah. are not picking that up. The, the, twin, the White Sox are not picking that option. I think they will. They're like crap. I think they'll pick it up and run mm. the with them. He's been the face of that franchise. They're picking it up. Well, that franchise is full of crap themselves. They're, they're like the Browns of the NFL or the nature of baseball. There, he's it's getting picked up. I got full faith in that. Mm, we'll see. Although we both said Shane Bieber is getting traded, and now we don't think that's gonna. Well, uh, hey, towards, towards the end, I did say that. Uh, hey, you know, he might be sticking around just because the value is so low right now. But and now it's even even lower. No we way. might get into values, trade values in this, this show. One thing we won't get into is that website. We will not be using that website to determine trade value. So if you're expecting us to use that site or sending us anything good. on that, it's site. it's fun to play with. I like that it exists for the fact that it's, it's fun, fun to play with. But it's not real. No, it's not real at all. Like I remember two years ago, some terrible Yankees writer. So like, according to this, this is a slight overpay. And it's like, or no, it was a massive overpay. That like, Was it Clint like, Frazier, Miguel Andahar, and Estevan Florial for 
star uh, player. And Volpe for like Ramirez and Bieber. This was like hmm, yeah. two years ago. Oh, uh, I remember the USA but, Today thing. Yeah. yeah. But he was like, no, he was in, he was in New Jersey. Like that's right. Writer. Yeah. But it, he was like, hey, you know, it accepted it. It's like, yeah, but it says that there's a 50, like the Yankees would have to include $50 million to balance out the different, like, and, and then there's just also it tends to overvalue years of control. Like, you know, it's Zach Plesak relative to all things is low value. Right, like even last, he year. had a lot of control. He had a lot of control, control. left, so so it gives a lot. He had of lots that, of so. uh, yeah, really. Uh, so we're not going to use that. No. Um. So the ro- the roster moves Thursday it did happen is Cam Gallagher, as we thought, one on the concussion concussion IL. Hopefully he's okay. Which is a short Gar- one to point out. I had forgotten about that when Justin and I were texting. It's only a seven day DL. It is. <laughs> is it weird that we treat concussions like that though? It's different than the regular IL because you come gym- back, you'll be back. You- if you legitimately have a concussion, and it sounds like Cam Gallagher has had a injury few. issues related to concussions in the past, the way Tito described it after the game the other day. They're not fun. I've had a few. No, um, but like seven days is not no that long. If, concussions if are really, serious. If you really get racked up, I mean, at the end of seven days, you're hoping your balance is all the way back, let alone like a bit. Yeah, I feel like, I just feel like seven days is – if someone told me I had a concussion – I don't think I'd be doing anything for like two weeks minimum. I'd be like, I'm, I'm depends not driving. On the, again, depends on the severity. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm not messing How much with that. You can, hit, uh, you can hit in the head. I'm not, I'm not messing with that. Seven um, days seems very short for that anyway. So I've, had, I've had concussion. You know, I played hockey and I would get some, I got some nasty rack ups from that. And you'd have the ones where it's like, okay, you need, uh, you had 24 hours where you were occasionally vomiting, but the next day you're okay. And then you have ones where it's like, you might be two weeks and you're still feeling like, that's like not normal, like though, man. Like I'm telling you, like you feel like you've drunk something that made you off. You know, it's like that's the thing. It's like it's a seven day, but it could go longer because it depends really how you respond. Like you, and I've had a concussion where it's like, you know, I, everything was fine except for I had a pounding headache. But after a day and a half, I was good. So it, it's I'm, very much into the player. I think. Uh, I guess so. I mean, I get a migraine. I'm out of commission for the day, so I never had. I never had a concussion. But anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, best wishes to Cam Gallagher because that's yes. serious stuff. It stinks. As we debated, as we debated the other day, we talked about who the catcher would be, and I thought if it was short term, they'd go with Zach Collins because they weren't going to make the decision on Lavasita. And you had a different take on it today, which also I think both those things made sense. Why it wasn't Lavasita today, but right. I thought and also who can't catch to play catcher, this will be a plus. You know what though, they can. Well, they they moved on from Daniel Norris. Finally, I guess he'll. I won't I, get I any really, more texts. I won't get I any more angry tests. No, texts. I don't see anybody claiming Daniel Norris. So he'll go to probably go to AAA and keep pitching if, he, if that's what he wants. He may not want that. I don't know. Listen, so he's, they, he's, he's it, a lefty. Have arm will travel. He's going to spend one and a half to two months every year in the big leagues. He'll go to AAA, make a good amount of money because he's played in the big leagues, and wait for the next payday to come. Like nobody, nobody he'll take his van down time. the road, put it by the river, and uh, you know continue to pitch. Yeah, Syracuse. They're in Syracuse right now, so if he clears waivers, he can still make it to Syracuse for the rest of the weekend series, maybe. They might need him. Columbus's uh, bench is pretty short these days with the uh, all the situations happening. So, yeah, they just traded one roster fodder spot for another in Norris to to Collins because whenever, I don't know, they'll they'll have to DFA Collins or something at some point to add somebody or they'll McKenzie just... McKenzie or Bieber, if one of those guys comes You're back. hoping. Yeah. You're hoping. If, yeah, I just I said if one of them that. come back. Big and IFF. and in in return in replacement of Daniel Norris, Tim Heron is back. Tim Heron can be sent down one more time. So if you're not familiar with the option rules this year, I'll, we'll explain it again. So it used to be teams players still get three option years where you can 
it used to be you could be optioned down any you know 100 times a year called up 100 times a year just you had three years to do it um the new cba required teams to have a limit on that so they couldn't just keep shuttling players and making life hell on them so now you can send up send a player up and down five times in a season after you set him down for the fifth time if you recall him for a sixth time you cannot send him back down unless he unless you expose him to waivers and unless he clears so the guardians called up tim heron for the fifth time so they can send him down again they can recall him again and then after that, they couldn't send it back down. So they have one more chance at this. I, and at this point, with, with Daniel Norris gone, you might as well just keep hearing up here the rest of the year, no. the way that goes. And um, both Zach Meisel and Mandy Bell tweeted today that, or posted today, whatever we're calling, the, whatever you do on that site called X or Twitter. I don't know anymore. It's Twitter. Yeah, that uh, Michael Kelly is going in the IL with uh, an injury and – we're going to get the return of James Karen check on, on, on Friday. I, uh, I do want to go back. Uh, I realized I never actually said my statement on Lavastida and why I think they made this move, even though it's not oh. the move I expected. Uh, the, the thing I texted Justin, which of course none of you could have seen was I go to me, this actually says that maybe they have more value to Lavastida. I do think they are going to have to roster him. And I do think they will roster him at the end of the year because they want him to play every day. I mentioned 10 out of 12 games in the month of August. He has caught those two off days. He played DH. Well, there's nobody else. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing. I, well, I mean, they could have had Collins when Leon was there, you know, they've, they've had some backups, but I think they want him to get reps. I think they went with Collins because they want Lavastida to play every day. He was not guaranteed to play every day up here. So I think that's why that move got made. I still, maybe I'm foolish. I mean, I, I've been accused of, of, you know, liking guys too long. I believe in Lavastida. You know, we all jump back for good reason on the Bo Naylor bandwagon after his band bad year. I still find it weird how many people don't want to jump back on the Lavastida one. We'll continue to see what he does, but I think that's a sign of what they like. Uh, as for Norris for Heron, listen, Norris was cooked. It just wasn't good. In 99, they literally don't have anyone else. Like for tomorrow's, we got to go to break here in a second and we'll discuss this in depth. We are debating before we got on there. Who are they going to call up? Like, because you almost have to roster man. someone for this double header to have someone left. So if they, it was Kelly being hurt. It was 99 or bust. I'm going to make Justin tell you about 99's last appearance to kind of tell you where he is. But first, we got to take a break. So after this break, we're going to come back and discuss a little bit more about these roster changes. How and why? Well, you know the why, but or no, you know the how, but why they're occurring. Do you think... Jose Ramirez can hit a home run tonight against, or tomorrow, I should say, against either of the Detroit opposing pitchers. Well, we think he can. I don't know if anyone is assured a home run on this Cleveland team. And on Sleeper, you could swing for the fences with up to 100 times payout. All you have to do is choose two or more players that you like, select more or less in a stack category like home runs, strikeouts, hits, and more. Get your picks right, and you could win big. So basically, what they're doing differently here at Sleeper as opposed to other uh, daily type sites is you only got to pick two guys, pick a stat category, pick more or less and go from there. Uh, it's it's use the promo code locked on and you'll get a hundred dollar match up to a hundred dollar match on your first deposit terms, conditions apply. See sleepers terms of use for details currently operational over 30 States. Check out sleeper today. Guardians and Tigers will now play a double header on Friday today as you're listening to this. That starts at 410, and you can catch both games on your SiriusXM app. Just search Guardians on the app. 
Uh, looks like that's game one's going to be Tariq Skubal, and the Tigers did not have an announcement yet for who is going to start game two. Maybe it'll be a 27th man for them. Maybe that, we have no idea. It's going to be the infamous Toby named later. Toby right. named later. I, Toby I'm not a big, I'm not a big fan of Toby's. Toby, Toby has never been my, yeah. Oh. Well, I had two related animal losses with Toby in the past year. So I, I, have, I have soft spaces for Toby's. Uh, yeah. we, we, hey, so Will Smith and Toby's eggnog. Uh, are those those are our three areas of disagreement now? Have, have we got? I was it? just going with Toby from the Office, Toby oh. Hall. Well, I, I told McGuire, and I was thinking, what about uh, Toby Hera, uh, former Guardians? Yeah, uh, Toby Hera, okay. Wasn't he a third baseman? Sure. Um, yeah. I didn't really get to watch him. I was not. I mean, I didn't either. Let's so. <laughs> not make it sound. But that's the first yeah. Toby I thought of. With the comment below, if there's another Toby with the Guardians that I'm missing, I'd be curious to see who I've forgotten through era. Uh, maybe it can help me as an immaculate grid one of these days. I'm definitely uh, burning out on today's, uh, but uh, yeah. yeah. So Karen Jack comes back. Karen Jack the other night. This, I mean, I mean this is just coincidental that I was watching at the time. It was one of the worst outings I've ever <laughs> you, seen him, and it was you just so. Me and I was so confused because I was doing bedtime with my kid, and I was like, "Wait, they called him up, and he's pitching in this game." And then I realized, <laughs> no, I mean, you were so mad. You had to, this, had to send this, this out. From, it was from Wednesday. Yeah, it was. He came into the game, walked the first batter. That guy stole second. I think he stole third while he was still pitching to the second batter. Then he walked the second batter. That guy stole second. Then he threw a wild pitch that allowed the guy on third to score. And then I think he gave a sack fly after that. So he struck out a batter. So he didn't give up a hit, but he allowed two runs because he walked two batters, allowed three steals, and threw a wild pitch. Like it was, and he was throwing, you know, 92. 293 like just what he's been doing like he just looks like an absolute shell of himself like it just looked terrible and like you said there's nobody else to call up for michael kelly like they could they could have added i don't know like they didn't add what amir garrett like they didn't add him to the 40 so that tells you how they think about what he where he's at they didn't add kate smith which you know whatever when kansas city lets you go that's not a good sign when kansas city's out there if you were amir garrett like kansas city wants to rehabilitate you to get some value so yeah, Mayor Garrett's not going anywhere. No. And then so there's nobody else in AAA on the 40. Like Chris Valamont's off the 40. And you, you don't want Chris Valamont pitching. Let's be honest. He pitched tonight anyway. You don't want him pitching in the major leagues. No. There is literally nobody else. Like it'd be worth talking about Kate Smith just because he's got, you know, you got to decide whether or not you want to roster him in the offseason anyway. You might have the space. I don't really know about that. And then there's like there's no, it's, yeah, it's Amir Garrett. So Joey Cantillo pitched on Tuesday, so he's not coming up. Zach Plesak's due to pitch Friday. I, they're not calling him on the 40 right now. Um, Hunter Gaddis is the Guardian or the Clippers Saturday starter in Columbus or for, at, at Syracuse. He hasn't pitched since Sunday, so technically Friday would be his fifth day. So he could be available as a 27th man on Friday. I mean, they're hurting for pitching in Columbus, starting position players. It's getting, it's getting very bad with this roster this year. Like it's been, this has been totally blown up. I don't know. They, I don't know. They call a position player. Like they're not going to call up. They're not going to add Lavastida as a third catcher. There's nobody else. Like Eric Rodriguez was just taken off the developmental list just to give Columbus another catcher. And uh, Sandy Leone's on the injured list down in Columbus. So like you're literally rolling with that it made me think like could they call up someone like Michael Berglund for a day and then you know designate him for assignment because you know he's going to pass through or is there someone like this feels like the classic because it I, in my opinion 
I, I feel like that's exactly why Zach Collins was added because they yeah. didn't care. Yeah. But it's like, you know, trying to find that guy who either a pitcher who like rewarding someone in system. Like this is the perfect opportunity to reward someone with a cut that is coming the next day. But still they, they got that big league opportunity. They were up there and then you're not like heartbroken if they're gone like forever. Is this, you know, well, that was Eric Rodriguez like two years ago, wasn't it? Yeah. Was that no, who was it? Was Tanner it Eric Tully was kind of the guy? No, there, there was, was a there pitcher. was a catcher for a day they did that with, and I can't remember who I can't it was remember now. Who it was. But it's like, you know, is it someone like you know, Berglund's 26? His opportunities are, are going fast. Is it you know, Michael Ramirez, Angel, Angel Lopez. That's who it was. Angel Lopez. Yes, it was Angel Lopez. Good, good memory. Or is it, you know, somebody, you know, pitching wise is going to see like, who is the guy who you could reward? Who's that good organizational soldier who's bounced around? But this would be the perfect, like, yeah, this would be like the, the Jaime area situation. If he wasn't suspended for the year for uh, illicit substance use. Uh, Eric Sabrowski. Yeah, it, it's there's really nobody. I mean, there's not a lot. I, of... And I even I even tweeted. I said, you know what? If 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 Franco Alamon had to be added to the forty this offseason, he would have made perfect sense at this point. Yeah, but I mean, gosh, is Jack Leftwich the oldest guy in the minors? No. Outside of uh, oldest pitcher that's not in like in below AAA. No, literally, he has a, a bullpen mate in Akron that's twenty eight. What? He wasn't. Um, oh, it's because I wasn't looking at the relief pitchers. Justin Lewis. Yeah, yeah, yeah I forgot yeah. that. Uh, yeah, maybe it's like I said. If you're gonna throw it to someone, I think you're right. It would be Randy Labot for the day, and then just yeah, or Thomas Ponticelli would be the other guy. But those were the two. You reward them for. I have to running. laugh. There was there was a, a trade. I don't know who wrote. I think I sent it to you. It was a trade proposal at the yes. deadline from this writer, and it was like it was a it Cleveland was t- writer. Uh, very oh, obviously. Well, it was not. No, the person was from Cleveland. I tracked down their Twitter bio. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was Cody Bellinger going from the Cubs to the Guardians, and it was in return. It was. Uh, oh, who was it? it? Was Tanner Burns? Somebody else? Thomas Fonicelli was it? Right? Was it was, a, was the third player in that trade? And I'm like, I if I'm the Cubs, I'm I I think uh, I'm they're blocking they're pretty, the phone call. I'm like, this yeah, is like excuse me, no, don't don't text me again with that. I know we, I know uh, it was every it, prospect who had like declined in the past two years. Cody Bellinger, yeah, I was like, I know, I know their GM used to be work for Cleveland, but geez, I don't think he's he's not doing them any favors and whatever. That was just silly to 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 point out there. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know, I don't know who the twenty seventh man no. is going to be, but it's it's going to be interesting. Is you got two infielders and Rokio and Freeman, and you got. You know your 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 backup catcher, who's that? Look, Zach Collins is catching one of those games on Friday. Yeah. He's playing because it's a doubleheader. Double Bo Naylor is not catching both games. Uh, Could they sign like a catcher off the street for the day? Carson is Kelly that- is is literally free right now. He's not doing anything. I told you. No, I know. I mean, I'm but he, to me. I mean, I would like them to sign him and just keep him as a backup for next year. <laughs> I want him to be for the yeah. day. But I, I'd be fine. Like with, I mean, I would love adding Carson Kelly. Um, but yeah, no, they it feels like go out and get somebody off the street for your third catcher because you can. God, someone this isn't like hurt. hockey where you have a you have an emergency goalie sitting in the stands yeah. for the night just in case. This is not not. I mean, it was thing, it, it Gabby Arias becomes our catcher tomorrow if someone goes down. He he is the emergency catcher. That's what they said the other night. He is the emergency catcher. I look. I I think Gabby Arias can play anywhere. Just hope that doesn't happen because geez, but. Maybe it's a revelation. Maybe he goes back there and he throws it, leaves that mounts for hey. arm and throws out three runners. And it turns out, hey, we've got our two headed catcher of the future there. You I'm know what? No, the, good, the, the good news is that Bo Naylor, no matter how many lefties the 
Tiger's throw, Tariq Skubal. Zach Collins is also a lefty, so you want to know what? You might as well play Bo Naylor against Tariq Skubal and don't pinch in for any lefties because you don't, you know, it's just you're just putting Zach Collins back there. So and Zach uh, Collins is he is the definition of a quad A guy right now. Yeah. So uh, at least there's that. Like at least you don't got to worry about Bo Naylor being pinched in against a lefty because there's no option to replace him. So there's no point in doing that. All right. There's a couple more things we want to address before the end of the show. And I think we wanted to get to maybe some trade value talk and just kind of there was somebody who made a comment who said, Oh, you guys are talking about topics that the season's over. They're only four games out, four games out of what I know Minnesota is not going anywhere, but let's be realistic. If, is there anything outside of the, outside of the three rookie starting pitchers? Is there anything on this team that really says, wow, I really want to see this team play in the playoffs. I really feel like this team can do it. This no. team has Jose Ramirez, the three rookie starting pitchers, and that is all they have right now. That is literally, I mean, they are down to eighth in strength of schedule. I will say, though the twins Great, are what, second. They were yeah. like third. Uh, the twins are still twenty fifth. So, all right, more of that. Just stick around. Stay with us. Can I? Can I point out? Oh, go. Well, first, I want to say, make sure to check out this weekend's games on Sirius XM Radio. Just type Guardians wherever you listen. Uh, when you do look at the Tankathon strength of schedule, the easiest opponents, that's where Cleveland pops up. Just to point that out. When they are saying what are the hard opponents and what are the easy opponents, Cleveland is listed under the easy opponents. Just don't face Tanner Bybee or Gavin. So the Guardians could play spoiler. Like you, when, let's see, the Dodgers are coming in. They have a week. one. Oh, no, that's, that's the wrong one. Uh, I'll look at this. The Dodgers come in next week, and you have, let's see, Bybee goes Saturday, Williams goes tomorrow. So one, two, three, four. Gavin will pitch one of the games against the Dodgers. You know, Tampa Bay comes to town. You face the Rangers, face the Orioles. So you could play spoiler. And so the Guardians should be one of the easiest teams you face at this point. But guess what? If you run into Bybee Williams, you might be losing a game because you're running into – you know, two really good back-to-back rookie pitchers because they're pitching back-to-back in the rotation right now. So that's your only hope. Just don't face the guard. And and let's throw Logan Allen in there too because he's been tough. But if so, if you if you come on a day where you're facing Xavier Curry and not to not to knock Curry, but you know your odds are obviously better against him or unfortunately Noah Syndergaard, which was kind of our next topic here. I don't know if anybody had a chance to see the interview after the game on Wednesday night. Um, I felt depressed watching that. He, he sounded like a guy who really, I mean, I think, I think we can all probably agree that his he sounded like a guy whose whole life has been baseball and yeah. it's all he's ever known, all he's ever focused on, all he's ever done, which is what happens when, you know, you're 30 years old and I believe he was drafted out of high school and 31. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I don't even know if he's got like a family or anything else that can sometimes help. Ground you a little. This has been his whole life, and now it doesn't work. Yeah, I mean, you get you get this with a lot of athletes, right? Who that's why baseball is the hardest because, especially for a high school kid who probably has been the best at his craft. I mean, Texas is a pretty good area for baseball, so maybe not. But a lot of these guys they don't fail for the first time until they get to the minor leagues, right? Because these high picks, these talented players, the first time they're really failing or struggling is, is the minor leagues. And that's the hardest thing is to overcome the failure. Um, for Syndergaard, he didn't really do that. Like he was good in the minors and he 
has been good in the majors. He's, you know, been one of the best pitchers in baseball at points in his career, at least a top 10 pitcher in baseball. And, you know, for the last two or three years, that hasn't been the case. Although I guess there's a case to be made the other year that he was, you know, pretty serviceable. But yeah, he just I mean, talked you, about you how got that big uh, contract from the Angels where they gave up a draft pick. I mean, back in what after the 2021 season, and yeah, solid. They traded him. They traded him the Phillies, and, and he was good for the Angels for their 15 starts. And for the Phillies, he was okay. I mean, he was good. It fit, it fit under four for both of those. It's this year. It's been a disaster at age 30 31, but. Yeah, I mean, he he did have some value as a reliever for the Phillies a year ago, too. So there is that. But, yeah, he just sounded like a guy. Like and I know he said this in multiple interviews, too. He's just not having fun anymore. I think we can probably all agree that the injury stint that he served with the Dodgers was not really like, you know, it's, it was no, a I mean, he, I, everyone knows that was all mental. Like, yeah, he, he and, joked about it, like tightness. Or yeah, it was. it was it was a mental time away to focus on other side of the game. so he he took that break and then he made a couple of rehab. He made a re- one rehab start and he was supposed to make a second one before coming to Cleveland, which he never made. He just came right to the rotation because the guardians needed him too. But the things he said on Wednesday, just talking about how, you know, it's hard to really have fun in life or, you know, enjoy what's going on in life when he's struggling at baseball right now, his one true love. And um, he, he even, you know, said the days that he does have some success that, you know, he might throw strikes, but he doesn't really have a whole lot of conviction or confidence in those pitches. And that's a big thing for pitchers is conviction and just everything about baseball in general is confidence. It's just hard to hear. And, you know, he did the one mental break earlier this year at the Dodgers. And I guess that probably, I don't know, wasn't enough. I just feel like he's a guy who really like, I don't think we talk about athletes and mental health enough. You know, look at, look at the situation in Detroit with the Austin Meadows, right? He, he got hurt with what he had a first he had COVID and he had, he had vertigo and he had COVID. So he kept getting, you know, these, these illnesses and vertigo is tough to overcome too. I yes. feel like vertigo is one of those things that you always have, like you don't ever really overcome it. It's just, no, it, it's with you forever. My grandma had it after a particular fall and it was an issue for the rest of her life. Yeah. And, and he took some time away from the tigers because he became depressed at, at the illnesses and, um, not being able to get on the field and struggling when he could get on the field because was, of all the uh, overcoming Clint issues. Frazier also had that issue with vertigo. Remember that? Yes, Clint Frazier had had vertigo too from multiple concussions. That was yeah. a problem uh, in New York, which you know New York not New York not so good with concussions. Anthony Rizzo this year, you know he had a concussion in June and then he didn't go on the concussion or he didn't get go on the injured list until like July because of uh, dizziness and other symptoms related to concussions. Like it was a month later. So Yankees not so good at at handling that stuff. But I don't know. I mean, I think Austin Meadows is still away from the Tigers right now, you know, working on himself and that's fine. Like we should really talk about that more. I know Kevin Love with the Cavs was always good about being an advocate advocate for that. And what's well, like, I remember Abraham Almonte, uh, a guy you may not think about very often, but I always remember like sitting there at a double a game when they acquired him. I can't remember exactly the trade, but it's like finding out he was someone who was, um, very open about being in a 12 step program and being, mm. uh, you know, a, a sober liver and to the, you know, it, it's nice to have anyone who's willing to be you know, upfront and open and kind of share that they've, because everyone has struggles in life, right? You know, this is uh, no, we're not doing a better help read, but we we've all had 
our moments, our, our ups and downs. And it, it, it's, I think it's Almonte, by the way, he got recalled today. I think it was the Diamondbacks. He's back he, in the majors as of today. You should go look at his baseball reference page because no one ever remembers him. And he's, he's, he is the, he'll get you a ton of points in immaculate grade going back to that. But uh, yeah, he, I think it is good to see players admit. And yes, it did feel like I felt uncomfortable watching Thor in that video. I think a lot of people did because he was just laying it on the line. There's nothing wrong with that. Again, this is a guy, this is his life, right? And yeah, he, you know, he pops up in TV and movies and he has other interests, but baseball has been his thing. And how many athletes he, it's almost like he might be best served to find like something else just to like, to split the focus. Because I think we've all been in that thing where it's like, why can't I do this? And you spiral and you focus and you fixate. And sometimes like you have to then work on something without your mental focus being failure, but being something you just have to completely reset your mind to kind of get back to where you were. And I don't, you know, I'm, I'm not a psychologist, obviously, and I'm not someone with an answer, but I, I wish him the best. I mean, he is not someone I've ever heard anything negative about, you know, he had a Twitter beef with Trevor Bauer, which makes him good in my book. So, you know, I'm, you know, I, don't know if there's ever been a negative thing really about this guy outside of his struggles and he hadn't struggled until this year. And, um, you know, I hope I just, I wanted to give him a hug when I was listening to that and just be like, it's okay, dude. It's okay. Yeah, it was tough. I mean, I don't know how, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure the guardians heard the interview and I'm sure they have talked to him since then. I know all these teams now have mental health coaches and I know the guardians do have people in their, in their, in a role for that as well. And it just sounds like he's a guy who might need that. I don't know. And yeah. it's hard to like think that he's going to go out there next Tuesday and make his, his next start feeling that way. Maybe, maybe it was just, you know, in the moment and we've all been there too, where we're like, you know, in the moment frustrated, frustrated. about something or, and struggled. And we just, you know, I mean, and you're laying, you're laying your raw emotion out there with that. Um, Again, good on him for being willing to do that. I, I don't want anyone to think I'm being ironic or anything like that. Like legitimately good on. No, I, I agree. Maybe maybe he's a guy who who says that in the moment. Maybe yeah. you know a couple of days later he's like, yeah, I'm fine. Like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's not fine. He just says that. But I mean, maybe he's a guy who just in the moment that's how he felt and he was able to move on. Because I was going to get to a segment about um, the automated ball and strikes uh, system on moving on, but we didn't that's have time to do that today. Day. But let's talk about you know, trade value. There's another rainy well. day. Yeah. So you know, I just really hope Cindergard gets to a point mentally where he's not bogged down by his baseball struggles. And, yeah. you know, like I said, may, maybe that was just how he felt in the moment. He was able to bounce back from it. You know, that is a big thing for athletes being able to do that. And maybe he will just in that moment, hearing that just, you know, cause he, this isn't the first time he said it either though. Like this yeah. is a, a thing he has repeated when he was at the Dodgers saying he just wasn't having baseball. Wasn't very fun right now. He wasn't having any fun. And we've seen guys, you know, retire. Like I think it was the angels reliever type type butchery butchery. He retired in the middle of the season because he just. It's almost like force. it's kind of what happened with Cody Allen almost after he left here with that like half season with the Angels and was out. Well, he just wasn't pitching very well. But yeah, I he know. probably wasn't having much fun either there. And so like you get to that point where if baseball is just not fun, you have to go. And uh, it just not, it's not, if it's not, uh, it's not mentally working for you anymore. I don't know. I'm not saying Syndergaard has to go. I'm just saying I hope he no. finds some mental peace with, with all this. And, and yeah, no matter what we wish him well, and it's, it takes a strong person to admit everything he talks about. It does. Hopefully, you know, hopefully, I don't know. I'm not, like I said, like you said, I don't have an answer either. I just, you know, 
Hoping he goes out there and he, maybe he'll pitch very well against the Dodgers and that'll make him feel really good. I don't know. That's who his next start supposed to be. If, uh, I'll, I'll just start out there. If he ever wants to come on to my personal one, Fluently Nerd, which I rarely do anything with and talk anything nerdy, we can just sit and discuss anything other than baseball. Uh, yeah. You know, like someone like the Star Wars X-Wing over there. So I'll just do a quick, we used to talk more nerd stuff on here. We'll, we'll bring that up. I'm sure the nerd stuff will start coming back as the season gets uglier and uglier, which with all these injuries, it has a chance to. Well, the Guardians' bullpen's only going to get uglier with the return of James Karinchak over the weekend. You thought they couldn't hold runners Maybe. on before. I don't know. I'm I'm glad he's back. Uh, and we're, we're already gone long, so I'm going to say this. I'm glad he's back, which is, I know, it's a surprise, right? I would like him to come back and, you know, if they can get him to pitch well, let's bring that trade value back. Like, this is the last opportunity, because at the end of the year, they're li- likely designated no for one's... assignment. If he comes back and has like seven good games, nobody's buying into no, that. You Come maybe on. get ten good games, and then maybe you get something. Maybe you get some international slot. You get I, Damon Cassetta Stubbs. That's what you get. It's better than nothing. So I Damon Cassetta Stubbs retired after like a year in the minors. That's fine. You never know what you're going to get. Sometimes you get Junior Camonero when you trade uh, trash for uh, for for a <laughs> rental. You never know what you're going to get when you take oh, a flyer on a guy in low baseball. So uh, everybody have a great weekend after that comment. You know, James Shields for Fernando Tatis Jr. I need there, I need to see mental health like specialist <laughs> for that comment. But I, I hope he comes back. I hope he pitches excellent. I hope he reestablishes value. I hope he then maybe even sticks around through next year to help reestablish that value. And no greater trade. Piece. No, I am never as much as people are like you're a hater who want to get rid of people. I always I'm going to retire guys to play podcast. Well. I want guys to play well. I always want them to play well. And I want their value to be there so they actually have some trade value this offseason. But uh, thank yeah. you all for joining us before <laughs> Justin cuts the feed and storms off the show. Uh, we're very close to getting there. It's just he's going to break a screen and walk away. Uh, How many you. stolen bases for James Karinczak this weekend? How many stolen bases off him? More than Miles Straw. Uh, thank you all for watching, listening, rating, reviewing, downloading. It helps. And go, go, Guardians.